been a long time. Um, welcome to my podcast, Where's My Compass? Where's My Mind? Uh, today we have a special guest, Thomas, that I worked with a very long time ago. Very long time ago. Very long. Like nine years-ish ago. Back in 2015, When we were all babies. We were all babies. I was still a baby. I had a baby. You were a baby. I don't even think you had facial hair yet. No. You were just a baby. (laughs) You're a big boy now. Nobody knows you. Yeah, this is a fresh no slope. No slope. Slate. <laughs> no, I fight fire for the state of Alaska, and it's a pretty, pretty strenuous job. It's kind of in a really fragile state right now. There's a lot of, a lot of employees kind of concerned with uh, how much we get paid in comparison to our federal counterparts. And then on the flip side of that, the benefits we receive. Are you nice? Okay. 
outside of that, no, it's it's hard to grasp, and that's one thing that's going on. We had a lot of meetings with our union representatives about you know, the problems that we're facing and having to deal with. They got to take it from the union rep all the way to the commissioner, and then that goes to the governor, and you know, it's all just politics at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Which mm. I don't think many people. Are Yeah, so 
know. I think like things will eventually. Like at one point they're gonna have to like give universal income to everybody, right? Like how far do you want it just yeah. collapse? Yeah. And where like nobody has anything. Yeah, and then especially like yeah, I'm really obviously with my background in tune with what happens um, in terms of like fire disasters so everything mm-hmm. that happened in Lahaina over in Maui mm-hmm. um, apparently you know president gave like $700 in relief to every household that was affected by it and then gave a large sum of money to Ukraine and there was a lot of people upset about that and, like I get it Talking about politics, which I already am not a fan of. Yeah, that's. But it's hard to avoid. It's hard to avoid nowadays. Like it's just everywhere. Life is politics. Your day to day is politics. Yeah. How you live your life is politics. And everybody's so. Yeah. Well, like it's also dangerous too because I know from a personal standpoint, I used to. I used to not care about my vote, and obviously voting matters, but it really matters if you're actually informed and you're not just throwing a dart at the board, so to say. Yeah. Hoping for the best. (laughs) That's a whole other thing, too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think it was the last, like, big election, like, the presidential election. Yeah. Like, a whole bunch of Anchorage didn't get the pamphlets. Yeah. So, like, everybody had to, like, actually do the work Yeah, I 
I've actually, I've actually thought about it. Maybe not specifically robots, but um, I was watching this documentary. I think it's called the. It was on the Chernobyl disaster mm-hmm. and how they used pretty much moon rovers to help remove debris and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that'll be that'll be firefighting. started to set in and I was like oh shit at some point I'm going to die and I don't think I want to die and I'd much rather be a robot (laughs) (laughs) I could be a cyborg Yeah. <laughs> 
it's all crazy. Like, I don't like with the current state of the world and whatnot. I don't think we're headed towards either a utopian or dystopian kind of future. I think it's you know like like it's always been somewhere in the middle where you're gonna have good people, you're gonna have bad people. Yeah. so many just random crap like mobile app games that mm. like a bunch of end I'm sure even like There's 20 year olds so that just sit there and just, just play them mm. and then so the common theme with that is like well you can monetize it and generate ad revenue off it and if not if it's really successful you can put it on the store for a dollar mm-hmm. and then if you get anywhere from like 1500 to 2000 downloads a day just do a little bit of research I don't know how accurate that is 
think that many. I just want something that you know, like, and it's like podcasting. Like, yeah. when I started a podcast, everybody's like, oh, I didn't realize you could just do that. I'm like, you can do anything if you really you want can, to. You can, you can do anything, for sure. And, um, no, I'm starting to think about a lot about, I don't know, just like I said, how to manage my time a little bit more to be productive, I think. Because you can go on, like, Fiverr. Oh, say, yeah, yeah. say you're an artist or whatnot, which is another thing I picked up with like painting. Cool. I actually do like relatively deep. Oh, yeah, I've seen painting. some of your stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thanks. It's uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been really therapeutic. Uh, usually just honestly just sit down, put on some lo-fi, and have a couple beers. And Love lo-fi. It's oh, it's <laughs> top-notch elevator yeah. music for sure. Yeah, and it's common theme like with a lot of my.
right now, like this, done, hatch, and it's like, okay, well, time to figure out what my, uh, what my gig for the winter is, because we're nearing the end of fire season. Yeah. I'm gonna go out to Oregon here shortly, and beat some flames, and come back, and look for better pastures. Yeah, I had my introductory flight, so I went over to the Merrill Field at Alyaska Helicopters and talked with my flight instructor, had a little bit of ground school, and yeah, we went on this nice flight over Potter's Marsh and then up the hillside, and we would go Golden Valley, I believe it's called, and yeah, like within 20 minutes of it, within the initial 20 minutes, he was talking about, okay, well, here's the cyclic, here's the collective, Yeah, it was, uh, it was really surreal, and once we actually got back down on the ground, like, I was riding a pretty big wave of emotion, like, this is awesome, this is definitely what I want to do. The problem is, it just, it demands such a heavy investment, you know, yeah. to get all the way to, like, a CFI level, which is, you know, certified flight instructor, that's 250 hours of flight time with X amount of ground school, and that you know, roughly equates to, like, an investment of, like, ninety to $100,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And that's a hard thing to get scholarships for, huh? It's, it can be. I was looking at scholarships earlier this year, um, especially, like, there's, uh, there's the AOPA, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the Pilot Association, and you can... I signed up for their emails. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to fly planes on the yeah, so I think I think that'll be something I'll do um, because if I fly fixed wings and kind of commit to that heavily, uh, hopefully get my private pilot's license here in the near near future. Mm-hmm. That's roughly like a nine thousand dollar investment versus a helicopter. It's like twenty thousand to get your private license. As fun and as cool as it would be. Yeah. Um, the problem there is, you know, again, work. It's. Uh, work in Alaska would be seasonal. I mean, I'm sure I could go down to like Alpine, which is in Durban, uh-huh. and do like heli skiing and whatnot, but you know, it's all about, I haven't done much, uh, much uh, background checking how feasible that is, and then like working, I thought I wanted to go to the avenue of flying uh, for fires, uh-huh. because the way they use helicopters is they'll put a big old bucket on it. But, you know, at the same time, I'd be spending so much time my entire summer essentially just working. Yeah. Which is something I don't want. And then, if you become a fixed-wing pilot and you generate 1,500 hours, then you can be an ATP, which is your airline transportation pilot, which is pretty much, you know, your pilot for Alaska or Horizon and whatnot. But the biggest... Say, like the easiest way to accomplish that is getting your CFI. 
finding someplace that'll hire you as a CFI. And it's, the pay isn't great, but it's all return investment on a flight time. So, yeah, it's hard to speculate what I want to do. I know I want to live comfortably. Yeah. Um, well, we all want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And another thing is, If they don't get used, it must be cleaning easier. Yeah, it does. It makes it really easy. Um, but it's like, only the guy works. The mom doesn't work. Mm. And like, it's, you know, it's usually like a CEO of a construction company or something. But <clears throat> then they barely work because they're just the owner, yeah. right?
leave this earth like they got they got so much shit just and i probably won't want to sell it and then being able to sort through all those emotions when that time comes um it's gonna be difficult and i don't know if i'll be in the area because yeah, i grew up in Tope. yeah and my brother he lives there he's got a house he's building a house and then i got a little bit of property that we plan on throwing up some rentals and then pretty much starting a small little
my mom's gonna retire at the end of next year, at the end of the next school year. And I'm sure they're just gonna, I don't know who, <laughs> I don't know what to say uh, in terms of their plan because I'm pretty sure I know I'd just probably drop everything and get out while I still can. Right. Did they buy their property when they moved up there or did they get settlement rights? Yeah, no, my dad, he bought, bought 20 acres. that on like two acres of the land he actually built a cabin like from the ground up he had you know it's, it's a small community so it's really easy to seek help from other people in the community it's just good natured people yeah and yeah i i mean there's probably a good amount of uh, folk that helped him build his house and yeah just helped get him set up yeah. and still friends with them to this day, rightfully so, unless they've already passed and gone on to the wow. next thing. And, but, you know, like, my mom and dad, they struggled. Like, they lived in some tiny, you know, rental that was probably run down that they were staying. And, you know, they just, they've, they've come a long way. And uh, I think I'm very fortunate, like we're saying, about, you know, just being handed everything. So you have kind of experienced that growing up in a small town, um, knowing that, you know, nothing's just going to be handed to me for free. No. It gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah. You have to work and you got to earn and earn your keep, basically. Yeah. But I think it makes you more humble, too, because there's so much of this world that that is their life. They do have to work every day. They got to go haul the For sure. It's a little ghetto. For sure. Um, and I 
people, you might get shot or raped. Like, don't go walking down the street and look like a hussy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It really puts the reality in motion. And just to learn to be safe and have more common sense and awareness when you're out in public sharing the world with other people. Yeah. Not Yeah. When we moved from the little apartment to the two-bedroom apartment over yeah. there, I was like, oh, it's so cute. There's a park across the street. Like, it's so perfect. It's yeah. like a little cul-de-sac. And, like, I remember, like, it looking, like, I had my rose-colored glasses on when we got the apartment. Right, right. And we were all so excited. And then, like, as soon as winter came, I was like, oh, this is really ghetto. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is not what I saw when we moved here at all. Like, the playground is really run down. That's usually where the drug deals happen yeah, because yeah. it's a dead end right there. Yeah. You know, and then, and then, like, as a parent, you know, you start to get concerned about just, like, you know, what are there the needles around That's here? exactly, we had to have those conversations, like, very early on, like, yeah. don't go running barefoot. Probably be terrible. But I 
box, but then there's the pretty flower baskets that go up and down the <laughs> room. So I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. All the great, you know, Alaska Native murals and mm -hmm. artwork that they have around town. But yeah. no, I, I think usually when people do come up here, I don't think they stay in Anchorage for too long. They may make, yeah, they may make a day out of it just to kind of explore like the city life and whatnot. But, I don't know why but no, like um, my cousin and her husband came up from Arizona, and they said they absolutely loved it. But they didn't stay in Anchorage. Like they maybe spent a day or two here on, you know, when they got here, and then then when they left. But they did the whole triangle road system. So they started out in Anchorage, went up to Healy and Denali, and then continued up to Fairbanks, checked out Fairbanks for all its glory. And it's a fast trip. <laughs> continued down to Delta and then into Valdez, I believe they went. Yeah. And then came back up and through and all the way out to Homer. Yeah. Yeah, they they weren't wasting any time. Wow. And they absolutely loved it. Because they're from they're from Phoenix. So it's it's a world I don't like it It's an entire environment change for them.
starting to get dark out, so like you gotta be careful with like <laughs> where you go, whether it's go down to the local, you know, mini mart or whatever it is, just buy some snacks, and then it's like, okay, yeah, I get it, I get it. I don't think I need to change that. No. Or I just was naive. long as it's been since I've been there, I don't think I've seen much of anything. Like in that kind of way, if anything, it's just the exact opposite, where it's just like really wealthy people with nice things, nice cars. Maybe it's just because... You go there and tire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and like, you know, don't have terrible dust in construction season like we do up here, so everyone's cars look terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything's cheaper there. Like, yeah. food is so cheap. Yeah. Like... A lot of people do take time off, and whether it go travel to another country or travel around the state. But yeah, getting regrounded in an environment, um, coming away from something that you're just used to doing mm-hmm. all the time. 
especially a little bit you know into the fall and spring as well i think we'll start in march and then work till september some people go all over to december and then we have three three months off mm -hmm. and with that you generate enough like work hours um so we'll give you something called comp time which is just paycheck every two weeks if you're in leave status mm -hmm. and then if you just overtime hours. Yeah. So it's about like 480 hours of overtime. Yeah. Well, three, 320 converted into regular hours. Right. 480. But no, it's it's a uh, it's healthy little paycheck to get things accomplished. And hopefully once my comp time gets uh, panned out to me this season, which thankfully I maxed out. And like I was telling you, with Nick, Condo and mm -hmm. but we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. You know, it's easy to just say something, but actually accomplishing it is. You gotta be in the moment. You gotta yeah. be in that time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that you know you, you have to have some sort of pre-existing knowledge of the plan you want to implement and put into place. And at least that's what helps me. Yeah. for me like the biggest reason for that is like why am I paying rent why am I paying someone else's mortgage when I could essentially be paying my own Taxes. 
then you have to do with those people. Yeah. Oh, I'd be a riot. Oh, boy. <laughs> My grandma lived in um, the Montclair condos that are like on Arctic.
go out, shovel the sidewalk and walk away. Yeah. And I'd take care of like that that dude's sidewalk too, just because there's no reason for it. You know, I didn't want this older man to slip and fall and have yeah. some sort of medical injury. It's just little stuff. It's not like it took much out of my day, especially on my days off. Right. It gave me a workout, which I was more than thankful for. And yeah, shoveling snow is no joke. No. It's not a joke. No. Like, when we got the big dumps last year. Oh, Holy yeah. crap. It was terrible. Oh. Yeah, I did. I tried to play by hand each time, and I was like, I don't know what people do this all day. This is why I'm you. Well, if you ever need... <laughs> If you ever need help, just let me know. Come help me. It's a long driveway. It's very it's, long. Yeah. That's, it's, it's probably a little shorter than the driveway we had in Fairbanks. But still. I mean, there was five, six of us in that house. And then usually one of us would go out and start shoveling. And then it's like, all right, well, time to not feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. Go outside and actually start helping. Thank you. 
got rich dad poor dad <laughs> because I wanted to learn more about Not, it's not even about that. It's about like what a rich dad would teach their son versus a poor dad teaching their son. Like the whole concept is uh, the way the author talked about it from my understanding of like the rich dad side of things. Like, oh, you want to know about money? You want to know how to make money? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let me show you. And it's like all we're doing is playing Monopoly. Exactly. talks too heavily about stocks. I think it mostly just talks about using debt to create a profit and then using other people's money such as credit to pay that debt off. So, Sorry, what? <laughs> so like from the knowledge that I've gathered it would be like I need this. It'd be like okay so you pull out a mortgage for a place and then from there on out um, cause you know that's your mortgage payments on your credit card, which is again, debt that you gotta pay off. I don't know because I have never done it. I didn't know you could do that. So I'm about to find out. I'm about to find out and go down a very dangerous road, I feel. And uh, yeah, so like once you have some sort of uh, reoccurring too heavily into the book. That doesn't help me. I'll let let you borrow it. I'll let you borrow it when I'm done reading it. So. Because we've thought about renting this room a couple of times and I'm like, "Mm." nope. See that? I think that'd be, I mean, it'd be definitely a good, good thing to think about, but you're really looking for, you know, the right person to rent it out. And that's hard. That's, that's a large part of the reason why I'm still in 
kind of difficult making friends as an adult, honestly. It's so hard. Um, I just had a friend dump me last night. Dump you? Yeah, they dumped me. What's that supposed to mean? get dumped when you're married? Um, when you have girlfriends, you break up with each other. Oh. Holly and I broke up once, and then we got back together. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's a friendship thing. Yeah. It's still a relationship. Yeah. Um, it's just platonic. Yeah. No, I mean, you have relationships with everyone that kind of comes across in your life, whether it be romantic or platonic.
<laughs> but you're still you're a helper. Yeah. Right? Like you are if there weren't any firefighters, what would happen? I don't know. People would lose their home. I mean people are already losing their Well yeah. <laughs> We're just not doing such a great job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, and then, you know, I, I don't think there's any more glory or merit in that than, let's say, being a barber Yeah. Because without them, our kids would get filled with disease and trash, and, which is yeah. something that, you know, is necessary for the community or the city to thrive. Anyway. 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 Um. 